In a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of Koigyu casting in Klingons. Okay, people, get your geek on. Hi everyone, it's September 1st, 2014, and you're listening to episode 95 of Nitwin Geek 2. I'm Karen. I'm Maggie. And I'm coming to you from the wilds of Hamilton where I am foraging for berries. <laughs> this go bus has still not been able to find its way out. Help! Got- Karen did send up the bat signal. <laughs> bat signal keeps moving as the bus driver keeps getting directions from idiots who don't know where we're going. And I suppose that the smoke signal was also the exhaust from the bus. So it keeps moving, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sort of trying to fan semaphore messages out off the back <laughs> of the bus. What did you do? I don't know. This has not been your week. You guys, this has been the worst week. Everybody give a big collective mental hug to Karen. She needs it. Make sacrifices to the requisite gods to make sure things go well after this. You will understand why once we go through. We will get into it. Yes, there will be no way around getting into it. Yes. (laughs) On the bright side, it's September. Yay. Summer's over. Thank God. So maybe by the end of this month, things should be cooling off. Hopefully. That that includes the weather and all crazy pants activities. Though I think yesterday and today are the hottest it's been all summer. That's quite possible. Which I haven't made complaining about until today. Because ugh. <laughs> yeah, yesterday was a pajama day for me. Oh God, yesterday was awful. Okay, but shall we get into adventures in knitting? Yeah, I might as well start. Yeah. So we we have we have the happy news and we have the not so happy news. God. So the happy news is there is a plan that both Karen and I will be at Rhinebeck this year on Saturday. We are going to be there. And mm. this is part of the requisite uh, sacrifices to whatever gods that yes. you know, gods, deities, whatever you know, promises you have to make. All all help will be greatly appreciated. Yeah, because Thursday night at knit night, Maggie's like, oh, hey, I think I've been able to organize things so that I can go to Rhinebeck. And then... And then Friday morning. Somebody woke up to um, your civic duty, right? Yes. I actually, Michelle sent me, I heard my phone go off with a text message. So I went downstairs, got my phone. I'm like, oh, while I'm here, I should check the mail. That was a big mistake. In the mail. Well, it would have been there when... (laughs) It would have been there when you got home anyway. Yeah, it would have been there. I wouldn't have been able to avoid the mail for two months. When I check the mail, there's a letter, there's an envelope from the Attorney General's office saying, you have been selected to go for jury selection on October 6th. Which is less than two weeks. Before Rhinebeck. So, I mean, this is, this is the first, this isn't like you are on a jury, this is you have to show up. And that day they're going to, I think from what I understand, they like, you know, pull number, your number out of a hat, or they pull numbers out of a hat for who actually gets to the second step, and that's when they, when the lawyers or whatever will actually ask you questions. Questions. You could always do something bizarre, like wear underpants on your head and put face paint, you know, (laughs) face paint on. Yes, but if you do that, they're probably going to be like, you're trying to get out of it. (laughs) You're trying too hard. Yes. Is it working? But yes. So, (sighs) So I'm going to contact the court office. There's a thing they said that you can, something about you can sort of defer it if you already have vacation booked or something. 
I'll contact the court office, ask them if it's like, okay, you know, because I'm sure they're thinking more like, okay, if the, if the date that you have to show up, you're supposed to be on vacation. But, you know, I'll, I'll contact them and be like, this is the deal. Do I need to try and defer it? Of course, I like everybody I've talked to be like, oh, well, I've had to go before. I got a letter, you know, a month beforehand saying that they, you know, settled out of court. Yeah, they'd settled out of court or, you know, they'd settled or someone had taken a plea bargain so they didn't have to have the jury or I got there and we just sat around for three hours and didn't do anything. Yeah, but I am not. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. It's like, no. It's like, yes, that might have been your experience. But at this rate, at this rate, the universe is trying to screw me. I am not going to sit around and be like, oh, it's going to be fine. I'm probably not even going to be on the jury anyway. Because at this rate, I would be selected and it'd be like a three-month trial. <laughs> oh, and that would be very bad for Miss Karen. Yes. Because you've been looking forward to this Rhinebeck trip. Yes, this is my first vacation, my actual first actual vacation in two years. Oh. And it's for an event. And it's not like, you know, it's not like I've decided, oh, I'm just going to go to, like, Washington, D.C. for the weekend or something. This is for an actual event, which if I miss it, I have to wait an entire another year. Yeah. So yeah, I'll contact the court office, see if, you know, what they say about, like, whether I can defer it, like, even though it's not, even though I'm not going to be away the actual date of the thing, and see what they say about, like, okay, if I can't, like, defer it in advance or whatever, like, when I get there, if I get selected, what I, you know, tell them or whatever like that, I don't know. I'd bought, well, I guess it was kind of a good thing, I'd bought my train ticket down, like, two days beforehand, because so yay, that's more proof that I'm actually going. It was almost kind of like, well, damn it, now I kind of wish I had booked the hotel in Buffalo for the night before, because I was going to do the non-refundable one. So on the one hand, that would be bad, <laughs> I can't get it refunded, but on the other hand, it could be good, because I'd be like, look, I can't get this refunded, please just let me go on my vacation. <laughs> uh, so yeah, needless to say, I have not been... In a happy place. In a happy place. And the knitting has not been having much done. I haven't touched the Rhinebeck sweater for the last couple of days. Well, from your notes, it says that you did the back panel. Part, well, I finished the, the back, back. Well, I finished the back panel since the last time we recorded. That was I know like that last was... weekend. So I'm doing the Saddleback Cardigan by Jennifer Hagen. It's in the fall 2014 interweave knit. And I have done the back, the, the top back panel, the, the saddle, basically. Which is, if you look at the, it's if you look at the, the shoulder picture, blades. Yeah, if you look at the picture, it's, there's this cable that goes between your shoulders, like along the top of the, the top of your shoulders, and down like a couple inches. What you then do is you pick up stitches on one side of it for the two fronts and knit down. You pick up stitches from the other long side and knit down for the back. And when you get the front and the back at the bottom of the armholes, you join and work down from there. So this is the first piece. I haven't gotten to the part where I actually pick up stitches and stuff. So, But I have the, the first bit done. Yes, you do. And I suppose I'll keep chugging away. <laughs> it's hopefully good karma. Due diligence. And what yarn are you using for this? Um, I'm using Valley Yarns Northampton, which is a, it's sort of the, the web's house brand of yarn. Mm -hmm. And it's a worsted weight wool, and I'm using the colorway Denim Heather. That looks like it's going to be cozy when it's done. Yeah, it does. Nice and warm and cozy and perfect for walking around the sheep and wool festival (laughs) in October. Of this year. Of this year. Of 2014, I am going to goddamn well be there. <sighs> Rub a Buddha belly, wish upon a star, do whatever you have to do. Yeah. 
And the other thing, the only other thing that I've really been working on, and the one that has actually had some progress in the last few days, is the There and Back Again Story Scarf by Frivolite Handcrafts. I got a little bit of knitting done yesterday. I went to, well, I should say yesterday, <laughs> yesterday I had that wild ride on the go bus because I was trying to get to Fan Expo and I didn't get to do a lot of knitting on it because not surprisingly, once we did finally actually make it to the go train, it was super busy. It was, oh my God. It was Fan Expo. The last, it was the last weekend of the Canadian National Exhibition. And there was a home Blue Jays game with Toronto versus the Yankees. Oh, good Lord. Which generally sells out. Yes. <laughs> so yes, the train was packed. <laughs> I didn't get a lot done. <laughs> but between getting there and getting home, I have finished the first movie. Way to go. Check that out. So yes. Your attention is so much nicer than mine. <sighs> well, Men's Hustle had lots more time of being pulled in and out of bags and things for it to settle down. Meh, whatever. But yes, there are the eagles. And I'm just doing the bot I'm just doing the bottom of the carrick. And which is like I think I'm about twenty rows. Yeah, about that. A little less than twenty rows from the end of chart four of ten. This is really nice. So again, I need to keep my butt moving. How much do you um, estimate that you do per day? Um, well, I don't always work on it every single day, which is part of the problem. But when I work on it, I try and work on a bunch of rows. Like I try and do like yeah, sit down and get seven a chunk. or eight rows at least. But and sometimes you know, some days it's sort of like a row here, row there, that sort of thing. But other days it's not so much. Okay, but that's basically been me for the knitting for this week. Well, since we have your Hobbit along out, I'll show you mine. Because yes, I'll show you yours if you show me mine. Yeah. Or, no, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Whatever. One of those two. This is the thrice cursed scarf because the first time, as everybody knows, this is the first time I've actually had something to bring you. Because the last time we recorded, I was like, "Hey, here it is. See it? All of it? Yes. The nothing of it? Yes. This is the thrice cursed one because I ripped it out the first time because I was making more mistakes than correct stitches. I don't know how that worked out, but I got frustrated with it and decided I wasn't going to live like that. I cast on a second time, and I do not know what I'm smoking at the time. P.S. I don't smoke. And I cast on not 92 stitches, but 92 pairs of stitches. Oh, God. And it wasn't until I was work trying to go through and do the first row that I'm going, something's not right. Something's really, really not right. Mm -hmm. So I ripped it out again. So this oh, is the no. third time I have cast it on. Third but... Time Third time's the charm. You are off to the races. Yes, I am now off to the races. I am halfway through the second chart. Yeah, you are at the Trolls. Yep, I finished the Trolls, and I am dead in between the Trolls and Rivendell. I do have mistakes. Like, you can see I've got, like, something falling here, so I call it the giving tree. Yeah, nobody's going to notice something falling I know, the I know. I've got, I've got mistakes going I've on I've got a here. big hole in my party tree, but... I've got not hole, but... Not hole hole, but... Like, you know, a black, large black spot. I've got mistakes going on down here, but Contrast they're spot. mistakes that I can live with. And it looks like things start to, like, I'm really starting to get the hang of the technique the farther up I go. Mm -hmm. So, I, I know I'm late to the races, but I am trying to do about six to eight rows per day, if not ten. Mm -hmm. just so I can catch up to a point that I feel comfortable with. Um, there is also, I mean, you can see some seams in here, and that's because for a little while down here, I was using stitch markers that were just too big and chunky. Yeah. And they were making some, some ladders. Yeah, that'll come out in the wash. Though. Yeah. But anyways, I am now in the groove, going, ah, 
And like I said before, even if I have to wear this to the movie theater with the frickin' needles still in it, <laughs> that's what I'll do. Mm -hmm. Because as history shows, we're going to be sitting down waiting for a little while anyways before yeah. we go into the movie theater. I can keep knitting. <laughs> so yeah. And I, I have gotten lots of encouragement now from In the Hobbit Along mm -hmm. message board. So well, thanks from, guys for sticking up with me. Well, and from what I've seen, from what I've got marked out, and depending on what the actual scheduling is like, you could spend a you could spend about an hour and a half before before even heading to the movie theater working on it. Because from what I've seen, it's coming out on a Wednesday night, uh -huh. and that will be the third Wednesday of the month, which is when I am going to be having a knitting program at the library in Woo! the evenings. Cool, cool, cool. So, and that's one of the dates. So, I mean, it depends if you know if you know my boss or whatever, whoever's doing the scheduling, decides to just end it with the beginning of December or whatever, because the other one might be too close to Christmas. If they're still doing it up till that date, you could always come and <laughs> join in. Join in and. I don't know. Uh, let us know if anybody else has started doing this. We started naming things because I call them the damn flowers. These little damn flowers that are everywhere. They hate. Oh me. God! And yeah, and I just finished the fucking trees. Those five damn trees. Actually, it was today. I got from my son. I'm bored. Okay. Well, you can do this, 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 and this. Mom, will you teach me to knit? Ah, uh, yeah. Sure. I'll teach you to knit. And so he sits with me, and I show him a couple of times with. Mm -hmm. With the poem, in through the front door, run round the back, <laughs> peep through the window, off pumps ja Pops Jack. Yeah. And we do it a few times together. And I let him do one complete row by himself. And he's like, okay, now I want to do something else. I'm like, Wait, I thought you were going to knit with me. <laughs> like, yep, yeah, I'm done. Okay, that's a really short scarf you got there, dude. Who's that going to be for? You know, one of your little green army men? It was like, mm -hmm. dude. Anyways, I'm bored. Yeah, I'm glad school happens tomorrow because if that's ha happened anywhere in my house, we suddenly had chores we had to do. Okay, are you oh, working on anything else? Yes. This is my Grimm scarf. Ooh. This is so called because I have gotten into the show Grimm, G-R-I-M-M. -M. And all this is, this is kind of like your movie socks. Yeah. Because all this is is knit and purl stitches, absolutely nothing else, and it's just squares of knit five, purl five, knit five, purl five. And after, yeah, that are then offset. Right. And then after a, rows. a couple of rows, you offset and you wind up making a checkerboard. Yep. And it's something that I don't really have to look at very much. And, you know, there are some rows that are five, five rows tall. There's some squares that are four rows tall. So who cares? Keep going. And um, this is one and a half skeins. I am doing this out of Joe Sharp that mm -hmm. I got from the illustrious Michelle. And I figure by the time I catch up to the series, because we're watching all the back seasons, mm -hmm. by the time I catch up to the series, I might actually have a scarf made out of this, because this is probably at least, what, 14 inches tall? 12 inches? Yeah. 14, something like that. And we're still in season one. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing. And if awesome. any anybody else out there who's a, who's a Grimm fan, let me know. I sent off the Mrs. Phelps in the mail. It is a birthday present. It mm -hmm. was intended to be a birthday yeah. present. So nobody can get upset at me for that. It was in, <laughs> um, it is a birthday present for my friend in Delaware. So that is already in the mail. And I have since found out that, um, my mother in the Caribbean has once again volunteered to come to Ottawa in February. So mm -hmm. I think I better get back to doing these. Mittens. Mittens for yeah. her. The swirly mittens. Yeah. I did, when they were visiting, I did have her try them on, and they did fit her. 
Okay. Complete with her fingernails and whatnot, because, you know, some ladies like to have longer nails longer nails that are all painted and pretty. I don't. Mine are stubby. But it fits her, so I'm like, okay, good. That just means i got to finish them. Because right now, oh my god, I have starditis so bad. <laughs> and I, th- I have been resisting starditis. And I think it's because I got these two long projects, which are, which is the two... Sh- the two scarves. Yeah. I want a short project that I can... Ah! Yeah. Same here, except I got the scarf and a sweater <laughs> to work on. Well, I kind of want to start a sweater, too. I want to start a sweater for me. And I kind of want to... Oh, let me pull it up before I start talking about that. I kind of really like the look of this, the Monte Rosa by Isabel Kramer. Ooh, yeah. It has a little bit of cable work. A little. Oh, yes. A little bit of cable goodness at the back. And... At least what the examples are showing is it is done when in a neutral with a very bright, single, almost a piping trim. Yeah. On the cuff, on the hems, and up around the collar. Yeah. And something about that is just something about all of it. It's a cardigan style. It's yeah, se- really cute. It just seems very practical, and I can use it. See, it goes all the way down the front, and something about that is really just calling to me. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I want to start it. Now, the two problems with that are, A, I don't have yarn for it. Yeah, that's a problem. Pro- problem. In, Quote, problem. In bunny marks. <laughs> and two, I've got bigger things that have a deadline of a certain time period in December. Yeah. That have to happen. So there's that. And I kind of, t- okay, 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 well, uh, you've got that, you know, the yarn that you got for your birthday that you haven't even done anything with. What about What about that? I mean, let's make some socks with that. Oh, my my sock needles are all being used right now. And I'm not using the Tony Stark carbon needles because they make something that's uber too tiny, too small for me, mm-hmm. unless I adjust the pattern and make it bigger, which is making my brain hurt right now because I obviously cannot. Um, well, actually thinking, I was looking at some stuff on webs the other day. Mare? And I was thinking of getting some more needles or something. So they're the ones that make the carbon needles. The carbon <laughs> needles. So we could go together in an order. I could. Just a thought. I could make myself, because I said I wanted to make a hat out of the Loki yarn. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a cute little slouch or something like that. And basically what it is is I'm going around and around in circles with a case of starditis. And I'm trying to be good. Trying very hard. Because, yeah, right now it's Labor Day, which means that we're only so far away from Christmas. And granted, I have squished down my knitting Christmas list really small. But I still tell myself that there's a lot I need to do between now and Christmas. (laughs) Heck, there's a lot to do right now between now and The Hobbit. So... Gonna say, I did forget to mention one thing. I had a program a couple weeks ago, which is part of the reason (laughs) I might have dropped off the face of the earth for a little while. Last episode is now as of this thing because it was a lot of preparation for said Doctor Who program. And um, amongst the amongst the preparation that I did, I made a fez, like sewed a fez. Good for you. Because hand sewing I can kind of do. I just don't have a sewing machine and have no skill at using one. I used a pattern from tallystreasury.com, T-A-L-L-Y-S, treasury.com. If you go to her website, the easiest way to find it is in the menu at the top, she has a tab for patterns. The first set of patterns is paper patterns. Underneath that is her sewing patterns. Number 15 is the fez pattern. And from there, if you click on the the text that says Fez pattern, it'll give you the actual like paper, mm-hmm. like printable pattern. And then next to it, it says view the tutorial. That will take you to the blog post from 2012 that shows you the how-to. And basically you just use it 
felt and craft foam and, you know, thread to match your felt and then a hot glue gun as well as a little duct tape. Are you going to wear your fez for Halloween this year? Maybe. I don't know. Like, I'll have to see if I'm, if I'm working because this year it's a Friday. You know, I'll have to see what my, I'll have to see what my schedule's like once we, once I start doing this knitting program because then that would be Mm -hmm. a possible three evenings. (laughs) In a week, I'd be working. But yeah, it's really simple. It's it's a really simple pattern. It's a really simple to to construct. There's spots where like you can just like if you have to trim the craft felt, you just trim it. You, there's you don't have to measure or anything like that. And it makes a super cute little fez. The craft foam is basically you just use it to give it give the fez a little more structure, so that it stands it, up. Yeah, so that it stands up properly. And I used it for my program. I wore it for my program as well as. I wore it going to see the first episode of season eight of Doctor Who. They showed it at our local movie theater. So I guess so, I guess we have slid into geek squee about yeah. now. Well, and actually, that's something else I've done. I've, I've also almost finished the movie current pair of movie socks because I would uh, I finished the leg and I, in during that while watching that episode. Now I just need to do the cuff. Okay. So yeah. So sliding into geek squee. <laughs> Well, first I'll just talk about, just mention uh, Fan Expo that I went to yesterday, so we can get that out of the way. We want to say hi um, to anybody who was at the, the U.S. version, the Dragon Con this yes. weekend. <laughs> it's sort of, it was weird. I was looking at my at my Twitter feed yesterday, and it's like, there's a bunch of Fan Expo and a bunch of Dragon Con. It's like all con all the time Yep. on my Twitter feed yesterday. But yeah, so I went to Fan Expo yesterday. I could only go for the Sunday. As you can probably hear in my voice, this is a combination of allergies and convention. And I had fun once I got there. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I will tell you now, I did not wear a costume. It's a good thing I didn't. Yep. Because um, yesterday, getting there involved the go bus driver getting lost in Hamilton and us driving all around the bloody place. And like... So you were on an adventure for realsies. (laughs) Yes, I'm going on an adventure. Except not the Bilbo Baggins I chose to go on this adventure. There's no promise of wealth and there are no handsome dwarves. No, sadly. Sadly. But yeah, so by the time... Basically what what we do is... In this area, we have to get the Go Transit bus to the train station in Burlington and then get the train from Burlington to Toronto. I swear to God, it's a good thing I wasn't wearing a costume because I know the shoes I would have been wearing. I would not have been able to run from the bus to the platform. And I so I would not have gotten there in time because, swear to God, like, I ran. Like, I sat right up front of the bus. I was, like, the second person off the bus ran as fast as I could, like, down the stairs, down the hallway, up the stairs, and as I was coming up the stairs to the platform, the engine of the train was pulling onto the platform. Like, I literally got to the top, and the train slowed down and stopped. And they don't stick around that long. No, they just wait for everybody to get on the train. And then go. And then they go. And, I mean, I would have had maybe, like, a minute or two spare time, because there was a lot of people, but... (laughs) Not enough to just not saunt- enough to not, not enough, enough to, to not enough to calmly wander. Yeah. And usually the bus, like usually the bus, gets there with fifty and fifteen minutes or more to spare. So usually you're standing on the platform waiting forever for the train to come. So yeah, needless to say, by the time I got there, I was already hot, sweaty, tired. Thank God I I bought my ticket in advance. But yeah, so I got in, and it, the con itself though was fun. Good. Um, I didn't get to meet up with anybody. There was somebody I was hoping to meet up with. But, hi parrots, but um, we didn't have like specific, like, let's meet at this point at this time sort of deal. We we're just sort of going to look, look for each other. And I think I saw her as I was going up an escalator. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, there she is. I could even, like, I didn't even have time to be like, hey, 
Not that she would have even heard me over the, the din of people. I'll send up a road flare. <laughs> yeah. I just tweeted her, I think I just saw you, but I was on the escalator. I was on my way to a panel. I just went to one panel. I went to the cosplay on a budget panel. Okay. But it was really fun. I didn't quite get to see everything in the in the vendor room because it's huge and it's crowded. But apparently they had stuff there for the Hunger Games. You can have a picture of yourself taking it sitting in President Snow's chair. I, I saw that, and that's uh, that's something to put up on the, the living room wall. Yeah. I did get to the showcase television booth, which had uh, props in glass cases from Outlander. Okay. They also had a thing, which I didn't do, where they would, like, take a picture of you against a green screen and you could put yourself in, in Outlander. I didn't see any... When I was over there, I, I didn't see any, like sample photos, so I had no idea how it would turn out. So like, I'm not going to bother. But for most of the time, I just went through, I walked through Artist Alley. There's always so many, like, cool independent yeah, artists and stuff there with gorgeous stuff, including one I'll mention later. I got a head start on Christmas shopping because I found one that had some stuff I was going to get for my, I got for my brother. But other than that, the only other things I got was, were, I did get the 8th Doctor's Sonic Screwdriver. And you were so pleased. Yes. Because part of me, like, next year, I am somewhat intending to actually do cosplay as the 8th Doctor. If I can get off my butt and actually, I would have to make his frock coat. And I would have to hand sew it. Because again, I don't have a sewing machine. I have no skills with a sewing machine, so... I have a sewing machine. I don't normally do clothing, though. No, I, I would not No, things. I would not ask you to do it, and I suck at doing a sewing machine, so even if I used yours, it would suck. I wonder if you could find Hands a frock coat and just adapt it. My size? Yeah. Expensive. Trust me, I've already started looking. Uh, I've already kind of looked. Hand-me-down, Value Village, whatever's. Yeah, because they're going to have tons of those at Value Village. <laughs> I've seen a full-length leather coat at Value Village that was $12. Yeah, again, Edwardian-style frock coat? I adapt. <laughs> adapt. Anyway. Rip off the collar, do something else with it, do what you have to do. Again, limited sewing skills. I didn't say sew That it. helps that you know. You want to, you know, bar- you know, just safety clip it together or something like that. Hot glue gun it or something. This is cosplay. You do what you have to do. <laughs> duct tape it. Anyway. There you go. Duct tape. A duct tape coat. But yes. And one other thing I got, I am officially a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent now. I am so jealous of that. I have the ID card to prove it. But do you have and a lanyard? Tell- <laughs> Lanyards are handed down on a case-by-case basis, and I, I am only a level one covert ops agent. Okay. But yes, this is an actually th- actually a thing you can get yourself. In the States, they're having a online, and Marvel Studios is having a online con- contest at shieldvshydra.com. That's shieldvshydra.com. Um, and basically, what you do is you give them all your information. So you enter your birthday, you enter, you have check for the terms of use, you answer certain questions, and it will sort you. <laughs> this is the shield sorting hat. Sorting hat, yeah. It will sort you into shield or hydra. And you can actually get a little, as far as I understand, you can actually get a little ID card. But you are also entered into a contest where you could win, um, actually one person from shield and one person from hydra can win a trip for two to the premiere of Avengers Age of Ultron. Unfortunately, as I said, this is not available. You can't enter outside of the US. Boo. I already checked. I read through Uh... the rules to double check. But they did have somebody there yesterday at fan expo okay who was asking the people questions and then at least would put your name in and could print you out a little id card that could and of course i came up with shield like if we did this online 
could we get a little ID card in the mail or something like that? I'd see, I or don't do know if it, it will. Well, because see, first what happens, because like one of the first things it does is it asks you for a birthday and then it asks you to say, yes, I agree to go by the terms and conditions. So I don't know. I say, I mean, if you go through the website, it if you live outside the States, it might not let you because it's combination getting the card and it's entering you in the sweepstake. So as soon as you enter somewhere not US... It might be like, no, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually going in and trying it just right now. So yes, you answer a series of questions. And of course, I remember the answers from yesterday. Which trait is more important to you? Intelligence, brute strength, cunningness, or trustworthiness? Ugh. And then you have to, okay, yeah, once you answer questions, you have to log in with Facebook. Yeah, I think it uses your Facebook profile photo, so... Oh, goody! You may want to double-check you when you're You may want to change that. Yeah. You may not... I may want to change that so it's not either, like, A, you completely drunk off your ass, or B, you know, a picture of your cat or something. But yeah. So, I got my little card, which says, I am a shield agent now. But of course, there's a bunch of posts online. There's even quite a few posts on the Mary Sue about cosplay and artists that were there this year. And one of the ones I love, they have uh, the article, The Most Uncommon Cosplay at Fan Expo Canada, which was posted yesterday, Sunday, August 31st. And the first one they posted, and the one that was sort of the the picture they used on the front page of the Mary Sue, is one of someone dressed up as Kamala from Ms. Marvel. Which is great that people are grabbing onto this and are, yes. are cosplaying it. It's And she's with fantastic. someone co- cosplaying as Carol Danvers. Captain Marvel and the picture, hero. The picture is them together. It's so cute. I also love this one because this one was rather creative. The photobombing Cumberbatch, which is basically somebody took the picture of Cumberbatch photobombing from the Oscars last year. Yep. And sort of taped it to their shoulder. There's really some, there's some seriously cool costumes. You can also search on Google Images and stuff. And of course, you'll probably want to search for co- Dragon Con costumes too because that they were super awesome. That's been going awesome. on this, this past week. Yeah, they're both happening this week, so there will be lots of cosplay for you to take looks at. Oh, one of the things I saw that was seriously adorable, mm-hmm. it was a father and a daughter. He was The father was bald, so he was dressed up as Lex Luthor, and she was dressed up as Superman or Supergirl, Superwoman. But it was so cute. That's adorable. It was so adorable. Raisin- father, father, daughter cosplay. Raising them right. Yes. Yeah, I see there's kind of, there's like a lot of kids, you know, even very young ones there. And of course, a lot of kids in cosplay and stuff. And it's like, yes, you were the best parents ever. But yes, so speaking of other nerdy things, there's been a lot that's come out in the last couple weeks. Because in the last two weeks, we got season eight of Doctor Who. Yep. And the first, well, first few episodes in the States, first first episode in Canada of Outlander. Outlander. Sexy, sexy time. Yeah, it gets pretty sexy pretty quick. Like, seriously, within ten minutes. Within ten minutes, there is boning. I, I will admit... There I are have... boobs out on the screen. <laughs> this, is, this is going like, okay, True True Blood, Game of Thrones, Outlander is... Uh, they're progressing a certain direction here. Yeah, so you have not you have not seen no, Outlander. I've not seen Outlander. I have read the books. Um, and there was sexy, lots of sexy, sexy time in, in the books as well. Yeah. I mean, it's a, well. Michelle has been called it, calling it Fifty Shades of Plaid, and uh, that's pretty accurate. I think yeah. I do intend to see it. Just life has been happening of recent, and you know, you don't want to have that sort of thing on the screen when you have a seven-year-old that sort of yeah. wanders around. Come, I'm thirsty. What's that? Nothing. This is the reason why it was diff- also difficult for us to watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine that gets complicated. Yeah, waiting for times when the kid is not around and. 
and there are occasions where okay, the child is finally asleep because you got you go and sh no, still not asleep. Comes downstairs. What are you doing? Still up? I can't sleep. Yes, you can. Trust me. Yes, you can. You do it every night. <laughs> go back upstairs and try again. And then by the time okay, he's finally asleep. Screw this. I'm going to bed. Yeah, you're just exhausted. But yeah, so Michelle and I saw the watch the new episode of Outlander, and I enjoyed it. It's you know from what I remember of the books, it's pretty close to the books. Of course, like I said, they do get to the sexy times pretty fast. And then the only thing I really noticed, the, the, it's really beautifully shot. The music is really cool. The music's by Bear McCreary, who did, well, does the music for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And there's and I noticed Outlander, sometimes the music reminds me a bit of, like, Battlestar Galactica. Okay. Uh, which he also did. The only thing with the first, and I'm hoping it's just because it's the first episode and there's a lot to describe and everything like that, is there is a lot of voiceover in the first episode of Claire narrating. Okay. <laughs> It's like, okay. And a couple times it's like, okay, I don't think you really need to be narrating this. And I know there's one part, there is one point where like, they flash back to something earlier in the episode to make sure you get the point about something. It's like, yes. Yes, we got we it. We get it. You didn't need to show this, show it to us. We are not complete morons. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm probably going to watch the second episode at some point. I've got, I think I've got it set up to tape tonight. The second episode is on tonight. So. In the same vein of book series being turned into TV series. Neil Gaiman has continued to meet about American Gods being turned into a TV show. Mm -hmm. It is still going forward. And uh, he says it's going to have a... not. It's not cheerful. It's a very... He said it's Game of Thrones-esque, uh, as in political turmoil, a bit darker. Okay. Because I'm kind of hoping, please don't tell me it's more boobs. Please don't tell me it's more <laughs> boobs. I mean, I'm a girl. I'm not anti-boob. I'm just like, they're not the whole plot. Yeah, it's like it just sort of like it slows things down. Anyways, moving right along. Less boob, more actual plot and plot? character development. Okay. But yes, and of course, as I said, we also got new Doctor Who, including a new Doctor. And how did you find that? I really like Peter Capaldi as yep. twelve. I really like him. As, I really like him as twelve. The only problems I've had with the show so far is just Moffat things. There are certain things about Moffat's writing I I'm not a fan of. And when those things come up, that's when I'm not a fan of them. But I really love Capaldi as the new Doctor. I really love the banter and relationship he and Clara have so far. I just love all the things. Except for Moffat's writing, but I just love the things. By the way... And I kind of love... And they've, they've done a lot with this Doctor to sort of have little hints of, you know, the other earlier incarnations. Yeah. So his outfit... Looks like a, a slightly more sane version of the third Doctor's. Well, like, because the third Doctor had, like, this long... He, at one point he was wearing, like, this long black cape with a red lining. Yeah. So in this case, it's just, like, a, a black coat, coat with a red lining. It looks a lot more sensible. But one of the things I love is that there's been a slight redesign in the TARDIS with the addition... And he's had made the addition of bookshelves actually in the control room. Really? And an armchair. Which is like well, eights. TARDIS. That's like a frickin', it's a frickin' library in the TARDIS. Yeah, yeah. which is kind of like eights TARDIS, which I love. By the so I'm happy. By the way, I want to send out congratulations to Sher BBC Sherlock for picking up Emmys. Yes, they won Emmys. Lots of Emmys. Like seven Emmys. Yes. Way to go, guys. And both Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman won. Though I don't think either of them were actually there to pick them up. No. I, no, they weren't. <laughs> so, yay! Chris Moffat also won for writing, so... So he's uh, going to be insufferable. Yes. He's already insufferable. 
on your radar anyways. Yeah. Anyways, moving anyway, right along. Anyway, moving. I'm going to basically do a, a quick overview of Graham for Karen. The protagonist, Nick, is police detective because, as we know, you know, police detectives are the protagonists of all everything that we have to watch right yes. now anyways. Because whenever there's a murder, there's the police. So anyways, he finds out he's a descendant of the Grimm brothers. Mm-hmm. Grimm is a type of supernatural human that can see all of the fairy tale characters that mm-hmm. exist. The big bad wolf, mm-hmm. all the fairy tale animals that can talk and things like that. Mm-hmm. He can see them, but likewise they can turn around and recognize him for who he is. Yeah. And throughout history, they have been known sort of to be the police of all of these creatures, where they are the judge, jury, and if necessary, the executioner. Mm-hmm. Everybody basically freaks out whenever they realize he is a Grimm. So, of course, as soon as he realizes his heritage mm-hmm. and things start happening to him, all of a sudden supernatural killings start happening everywhere. <laughs> One of the things he gets is a trailer. Mm-hmm. This is kind of neat because it's kind of like the, um, the hidden room in Hogwarts where you go mm-hmm. in and like, what is all this stuff? He gets a trailer that's just full of grim stuff that's mm-hmm. been a collection of generations upon generations. <laughs> And this is one of them, where the Grimms have kept books of all of the animal peoples. They're called, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, because it is a German flair, because obviously the Grimm brothers were the ones that started yeah. this. Wesson or Wesson. Yeah. They keep drawings and hints about how to combat the enemies, mm-hmm. nerve cluster endings, and how they act as a group, and how their poisons are affected, and... And in front of you, you have... A book. Sorry. A book that has all that... This one is called Grim Aunt Marie's Book of Lore. I have borrowed it from a neighbor who is a huge Grim fan, and I mm-hmm. told her, I just found out about this. I'm totally obsessed. Great, buddies, Yay! And, and it's basically sort of like a, supposed to be like a replica of these right. books. And, but it's got things like cocktail, medicine cocktails of how to combat, you know, create a poison to deal mm-hmm. with something in particular. And they've got witches, they've got uh, earth elementals. He's actually best friends with a werewolf, well, a blue <laughs> mm-hmm. bottom. I'm really enjoying it, but then I really like that whole mythological book tale type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the first episode is all about... A girl goes out jogging, and she's wearing a red hoodie. And she goes jogging <laughs> through the forest, and she yeah. doesn't come back. And you can imagine where it goes from there. Yeah. And each episode opens up with a quote from one of the fairy tales, whether it be dragon, whether it be mm-hmm. wolf, whether it be the goose that laid the golden egg, or something yeah. like that. But it's lots of fun to peruse. So you're falling down the rabbit hole of a new fandom? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> A little bit. Mind you, they're up to season three. Uh, season four has not come out yet. And at the rate my husband and I are going through them, I think we'll run out of episodes soon and I'll have to start a new one. So never be afeared. I know that the uh, I know that the Doctor Who fandom is always there on the horizon. <laughs> I just know that. It's like, oh, I gotta do that sooner or later. Oh, look, I've got something else to do. <laughs> oh, there's that Doctor Who fandom again. No, I'm gonna go over here. I can show you the first episode of Twelves. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's such a big fandom. Mm-hmm. It's like, where do you start nibbling in at it? Well, uh, I did I did see some of 9 and 10. Well, Anyways, so yeah. there's that. Oh, yes. In other TV new, quick TV news, um, in the last couple days, I'm not sure if... Well, I think it's been released on TV. I'm not sure if it's been officially released on the internet yet. But there is a teaser promo for Season 2 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And 
Only three weeks away now. Yay! And a week from Tuesday is when the Captain America Winter Soldier and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 1 DVDs come out. Not that you're counting. No, not at all. No, not at all. I am counting. But yes, so the, and the promo, the, the teaser promo has like these tantalizing little looks at things and I'm like, oh my god, I cannot wait. I want my team back. We've got a, f- a Kickstarter fundraiser here. Hello Baloo steampunk animated film. I'm not sure. Have you ever seen any other steampunk animated film ever? Anywhere else? I'm not sure. Um, Nothing really comes to mind. There's one I'm thinking of right now. I can't remember the name of it, but it was a even like a maybe it was a Disney movie. But it was kind of. Are you thinking of the Great um, Mouse Detective? No, there was no? other like kind of Atlantis, something like that. Yeah, because it had that big Darren submarine Derringer. Yeah, not Derringer. Um, it's a robot. Zeppelin. Zeppelin. That's what I'm looking for. This is full blown Victorian England steampunk, and we have a female protagonist that is going in search of her missing father, who is also an inventor, and <laughs> Hullabaloo is her sort of super secret code name, sort of like a Victorian superhero. Mm -hmm. Because she cannot come... The villains are influential people, as all villains are, so she cannot out them in the public. She has to combat them from the shadows. And they start assembling this team to find her father and find out what the the general scheme is. But it's got the full-on steampunk look of it. She's got she's wearing goggles and a top hat and a corset and she's got a weird looking lasery type of gun and Okay, so the Kickstarter and the Kickstarter is to support the creation of it. It is a 2D hand-drawn animated yep. film. So this is not like Pixar Cars, it is not like Toy Story. It is This is kicking it old school. This is old school. And it is actually to fund the making of a short film that will showcase the world of Hullabaloo, which they can then fi- show to investors to fund a full-length feature. Right. And the uh, the team assembling it has very high credentials. Yeah, they have a Amazing pedigree. The creator, James Lopez, worked in the animation industry for 25 years. He worked on Lion King, Princess and the Frog, Pocahontas, Hercules, Emperor's New Groove. Animators in the team have worked on Tarzan, Princess and the Frog, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Frozen, Kung Fu Panda, Panda. Enchanted, Wreck-It Ralph, Prince of Egypt, Ratatouille, The Incredibles. So there's a lot of people here with a lot of experience in animation and in animated series. Like, you know, the voice actors have done stuff from, uh, like, a lot of different video games, like Bioshock Infinite, Fallout. Assassin's Creed. Yeah, as well as a number of different animated series, especially some of the anime ones. And part of this this project is um, an effort to kind of save 2D animation, which is kind of a dying art at yep. the moment. You know, so part of it is, you know, they're hoping to prove that people still enjoy watching, still want to see 2D animated movies and the sort of, the specific sort of look that you get with hand-drawn mm-hmm. animation. And they have all kind of, they have all kinds of perks on it. Of course, they get, you know, the lowest one, you get a thank you from the team. You can get um, exclusive online viewing of the sh- short film and access to additional episodes they make from meeting stretch goals, access to the production blog, wallpaper, desktop wallpapers, up to like t-shirts, steampunky sunglasses. An original sign Activity sketch. Book, Ooh, online print. animation class. Yeah, that's for 500 at the yeah, $500 level. Four animation drawings used in the film, copy, a signed copy of the script, original art, and at $5,000 you get a producer credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at 
for stretch goals, they want they have stuff like making a second hullabaloo short. At the hundred and sixty, if they get one hundred sixty thousand dollars, they will produce a full orchestra soundtrack for both shorts. They have their full budget breakdown on here if you want to see where everything goes and they have 30 days left so contributions will end will be closed on october 1st so this looks super cute i would totally watch that yeah it looks like the sort of thing we would totally be into watching yeah and then moving into some sciencey news it's about an article uh, from science daily where basically researchers have managed to develop a new type of solar collector so the kind of thing so like you know, if you have a solar panel, the material that it's covered with that collects the energy is called a solar collector. Well, researchers have been able to make one which is a, which appears to be transparent to the human eye. So this allows people to collect solar energy from that pane of glass while still being able to see, see through, through it, it. Which means that hopefully someday we can use these for windows. Just think of all of the hotels, buildings, and skyscrapers in a single city. Yeah. And how much glass is involved. And granted, at the moment, the efficiency for it, it's still under production, and they're trying to increase the efficiency. But even at a low efficiency rating, yeah. think of how much energy can be absorbed out of all of those skyscrapers and buildings and... Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's being developed by the uh, team of researchers at Michigan State University at their College of Engineering. And what they've done is they've managed to create small or use small organic molecules that they've developed that will absorb specific wavelengths of light, mainly the ultraviolet and near infrared wavelengths, which are the ones that the human eye can't see. Right. So because they can't collect those they don't change the color of the glass, which means that to us, it just looks like a window. It just looks window. clear. Yay, science! Yay! Because people have been trying to do this for quite a while, usually from uh, luminescent plastic-like materials, but generally the energy projection was inefficient and the materials were colored, So, which means that like the light coming in from a window then gets colored, so you'd have a room which would be colored by that material, so and it also means like you'd be looking through, like think of looking through red colored lenses at the world. The entire day. And that would be your view from your office window. Right. And the inside of your office would be tinted red from the sunlight. Right. So you'd be living in a world that was either red or yellow or yeah, green blue or, or whatever. whatever. Now, on the one hand, that would make some really cool stained glass. Yeah. But not for an entire oh, window. Man. Can you imagine, like, sta a stained glass window that's also a solar collector? That would be cool. That would be awesome. Yeah, currently the their collector's efficiency is uh, 1%, but they... Aim to reach efficiencies beyond 5% when they've got it fully, sort of fully optimized. Um, it says here the best colored solar collector has an efficiency around 7%. So obviously the efficiency, like they would need to have higher efficiency before it become worth it to create the panels in, in a actual commercial use. But if they can get them working, even to a small percentage, it's still... Even if it's still progress. Like, it's still progress, and it's still like if you if you get to a point where it, it tips the balance and becomes worth it to install. Yeah, it may not even if even if it doesn't collect a lot of energy, that's still energy we don't need to create using a, a like, little is better than none. Coal or right nuclear or whatever. Think of it on your hybrid car. I know. Well, one of the things they said is like they one of the things they said that it could be really useful for is for mobile devices. So imagine your phone or your e-reader, which charges from sunlight. Yay! Imagine not having to charge your phone. Just leave it on a windowsill. 
Yep. That would be awesome. So yeah, hopefully maybe someday we will actually have houses that you can power just from sunlight, the solar energy, just in your window so you don't have to put them on your roof either. That's just part of the fabric of the house. We can do it, humanity. We can be cool. Okay, so moving into cravings, covets, and crushes, we have two things. We have here from Fashionably Geek. This is for all the Hobbit fans. I love that it comes complete with the mark. I know. This is a bag that looks like the front door of Bag End, as in it is a round green door with a doorknob right in the middle, and it even has the mark that Gandalf puts in the front. Yeah, and it's got the stone sort of door frame as well in there. And it looks awesome. It's from Forgiantica Leather, F-O-R-G-I-A-N-T-I-C-A. Oh, apparently the rune is painted with UV light-sensitive paint. Oh, so you can see it. Yeah. <laughs> so it glows. Oh my god. Oh, and that's, oh my. That's beautiful. That's beautiful work. It's got the back of the door, like the inside. On the, on the other side of the purse. So think of your purse just being round. Not as a sphere, but as a discus, a thick yeah. discus. And on one side it has the outside of the door. And on the other side, it has the inside of the door. They've also got World of Warcraft-themed bags, too. But, oh my god, bag end! If you want to actually see them... That's for Gaintica? Which for is that? Giantica? I... That's, tr- that's true. For yeah. Giantica. Leather. But it's at... They have an Etsy store. www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash F-O-R-G-I-A-N-T-I-C-A-L-E-A. T-H-E-R. And you get to see lots of leatherworking goodness. Oh, cool. They've got a leather wallet with the Tolkien, Tolkien symbol on. on it. They've got Harry Potter-inspired stuff. There's the white hand. You have Saruman. Yeah, there's lots of nifty stuff on here. The bag-end bag looks like it's about $160 Canadian. Not surprising with all the, the custom work on it. Because they've even got, like, the, you know, the, the grain in the door and everything, too. That's so cool. And remember, Christmas is coming. Mm-hmm. And if you if you did want to do it for Christmas, it's a you might want to order soon because it's a made to order item and everything is handmade. So if you want to get it for someone for Christmas, you might want to do it soon. Also, speaking of handmade stuff, which is awesome, this is an artist I saw at Fan Expo. I've seen her stuff before on Tumblr and stuff because it's gotten passed around because it's adorable. But I actually saw these in person yesterday. Quiet Snooze on Etsy, so it's etsy.com slash shop slash quiet snooze. The store is called Snooze Labs. And she has buttons and plushies that are seriously adorable. And she has plushies of the doctors. They're all they all seem to be uh, characters from the geek universe. Yeah. There's Tolkien, there's Doctor Who. Yeah, there's Bilbo Baggins. Look at the bomber one. Abed from Community. <laughs> there's characters from Sherlock. There's Watson and Sherlock. <laughs> Arya Stark from Game of Thrones. Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. She gets pretty good likenesses. I'm, I'm looking at the doctors especially. Mm-hmm. She gets pretty good likenesses. And one of the ones she did, and the one I saw yesterday that I really wanted, but oh my god, is she has an eighth doctor plush. Now keep in mind, this comes He's so adorable. This comes complete with a frock coat and pants and boots and a waistcoat and what looks like an ascot. It's a well dressed plushie. Yes, and it's even I saw this yesterday. It's even Paul McGann approved. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> she gave him one, and she has a picture of him with it. It's so cute. I want it. Oh, I just thought of something, and I'm saw, and I'm going to just interject here. 
Mm-hmm. The last grim episode that we were watching. I don't know if this was a subtle hint or not, but my husband says to me while we're watching the episode, huh, I really like that sweater he's wearing. And then we go back to watching and I'm like, <laughs> okay, either I am rubbing off on him with the freezing freeze frames to check out what the knitter what knitwear is, or he's dropping a hint for what yeah. sweater he wants. <laughs> yeah, she's got a poseable weeping angel. It still scared the bee jabbers out of me. Yeah, so you can have it with the the eyes covered or it lunging to attack. Yeah, it is. It is. It doesn't so matter cute. what form they're in; they're still creepy. Yeah, and these are all felty. Though there's often other, you know, they might use other materials. Like the Ninth Doctor has a little leather jacket. He's in his little leather jacket. That's cute. <laughs> and big ears. Yeah, sticky out ears. Like it's I said, so she gets cute. a good likeness. And the Tenth Doctor one has a little sticky uppy hair. Yep. Does he have red Converse on? Yes, he yep. does. Little red felt shoes and his little stripy suit. So cute. I love them so much. They are about they are about $100, usually a little more, because I mean, they are all handmade. In some cases, like I know she said with the Ace Doctor, some of the, the fabric is a custom fabric. You know, they all have like super detailed like even lined clothes Yeah, and everything. So. Coming from somebody that has made sock monkeys, clothing for something this size is not easy. Yeah, and there's a lot of detail that goes into them, so not surprising. Sherlock, with his little scarf. With his blue scarf. And his purple shirt of sex underneath the the coat. Sherlock is a smart and quirky man from 221B Baker Street, and now he can come to live with you. Yes. (laughs) He's handmade and crafted to resemble BBC Sherlock's Benedict Cumberbatch, and even flips his collar up to look cool like him, too. So cute. She also has some adorable artwork of various geeky characters, too, including some prints, as well as a whole lot of buttons. The BBC Sherlock ones. All the doctors. Oh my god, I love that her first the first and second doctor's buttons are in black and white, as well as the TARDIS and some of the and companions. companions yep. So cute. So yeah, that's Quiet Snooze on Etsy. Ooh, Avengers Fury. Looking. <laughs> as well as Deadpool. And she's located in Mississauga, so if you're in Canada, shipping should be pretty reasonable. Well, as reasonable as it gets with Canada Yeah, Post. with Canada. Anyway. Oh, she's got Sleepy Hollow ones, too. Oh, really? Sleepy, Sleepy Hollow buttons. Hey, pretty good. Okay. Okay, everybody. Okay, we will see you in the next episode. Hopefully by then I will have some news about whether I have been able to reschedule jury duty or something. And just a reminder, we are going to be at the Kitchener-Waterloo Knitters Fair... On September 13th. And we will also be on a panel. Yes. At the Kitchener-Waterloo Knitters Fair. And the panel starts at 1 o'clock. Yeah, it, well, at least officially from what we've seen, it looks yes. like the panel will start at 1 o'clock. Squee! Eee! <laughs> we, uh, we got, like, the questions and everything. So we can start preparing what we're going to say. I still say we should bring a cardboard cutout. And we're going to be there with, as we mentioned last week, we're going to be there with the host of Canary Knits. Mm-hmm. And the host of the former... Uh, Spin Doctor podcast. So if you'd like to see who who else is going to be up there, you can check out those. I'm sure the Spin Doctor podcast, you can still find the episodes online, even yep. though it's no longer currently running. So come and say hi, and, you know, hopefully cheer and stuff. And uh, I guess we'll see you guys later. Yes. Bye! Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find old episodes or our show notes at our blog, knit1geek2.emptypockets.org. That's K-N-I-T-1. G-E-E-K-2 dot M-T dash P-O-C-K-E-T-S dot O-R-G. You can also find them at our Ravelry group. Just search Knit One Geek 2 in Ravelry's groups feature. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can leave a comment at the blog, 
comment on our Ravelry group, or you can send us an email at knitonegeek2 at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at knitonegeek2. Thanks, and keep geeking on!